You're tapped in to an X-Men shortcast for the black queer perspective. 10 minutes of the unapologetic, the unfiltered, and the undeniable. Join me as I race the clock with old and new friends talking mutants, mess, meaning, and much, much more. This is a mortal X of words. It definitely should. It, yeah, I think I was trying to say like it needs to be like, like way more like evolved to recognize that certain times it's going to be like this many people or like it needs to expand to include more people. Ideology. It absolutely does. What is? <laughs> Yeah, it, no, I, I agree. It's like, you know, I could point to one character and be like, it should be this one, but you're right. It should be like several because they all bring different views to the table. We don't need it to be like this one white man who like grew up fairly privileged and has this outdated idea. Yeah, of, like, who what we should do. It, like having child soldiers is like the best way to like talk about respectability. Uh, exactly. Shouldn't, shouldn't. Oh, we talking about, we talking about slap and shine. <laughs> talking about our favorite uh favorite disappointing my leader. favorite disappointing man <laughs> fuck fuck him man <laughs> fuck him and i mean do you know what we talk about i think we talk about uh, charles xavier being kind of privileged but that is a gross understatement like yeah i can't think of more privilege than he would have to be like obscenely privileged in order for us to even get to what he's become right no no not even that like you're a rich you're a super legacy rich not just like new money rich your name meant something even if you were to go broke you still have loads of status and then on top of that everybody else's minds are in your control as well mm-hmm. what that okay so you're a rich white guy and actually yeah. me me even thinking that about you is your choice <laughs> I mean, like, I'm glad they kind of have dug into that in recent issues where it's like, you know, how can you trust yourself around him? Like, how much of your mind and can, your thoughts and actions, like, is he seeing and manipulating? Like, it's it's scary. Even if he didn't have control, the knowledge itself is a huge amount of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is. Oh, anyway. Okay, so hi. Like, we're going to do a sprint today. Welcome to X of Words. This is going to be the quickest shit you've ever fucking heard. I have 10 minutes. They have 10 minutes. We all have 10 fucking minutes. Today's question is, uh, which one are we going to do? I think both of them. Why are we so addicted to shock value is the hybrid question. This is a very shotgun special. Hello to Brandy. You can follow Brandy at B-O-B. That's underscore B-W-O-H-B-E-E. And... You can, here's Josh. You can follow Josh at Joshington Bear. That's J-O-S-H-I-N-G-T-O-N underscore B-E-A-R. Um, and say hi both, quickly. What up? Hi, hi quickly. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're getting the tone right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure all the seven-year-olds would find that hilarious. Now, <laughs> let's hit this mother fucking question. We're going to start talking about shock value and uh, mutant massacres, and the time starts now. So, open, open it up for me. Tell me what you think about the territory, Brandy. Uh, I know how I started thinking of it was. Um, I know we're starting springing from the the Hellfire Gala, and that. Mm-hmm. age or two with Nimrod killing everyone off um kicking off the new age uh mutant massacre but I know it drew a lot of like reaction like out of people because of you know 
we, this is the first time we see a team that looked like the way it did, but there's much melanin mm-hmm, as it did. Yeah. And then mm-hmm, you're like, yeah. washed out just as fast. I, I know I had a reaction of, you know, I'm going to be a real sicko. Like, I, I liked, like, that page. I don't know. It, it was interesting. I don't know. Not interesting, but okay, I see where stakes are coming from. It's action. It's drama. Right. Right. Like. It is. It is. It just kept getting worse. So I like that it wasn't just them as a casualty. It was just, you know, everyone is up for it. The optics are always just going to be an issue. But I think what I like about death and comics with mutants, especially even with the original mutant masquerade, I like what it does to the people that I like reading about. It's like, why am I going to keep being interested? But I do think that there has to be more ways to drive up like conflict and stakes outside of just death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes, sure. it's, it's good, but yeah, like there's got to be a little bit more of a variety to it. And I think as we read like X-Men books, we're just kind of used to like, death on some level. It's, it's just like one character or like a whole genocide. I, I, it, it is starting to become a thing. Like, like, you know, like we know Jean dies all the time. It's like, okay. Right. It's like, we know that's not going to stick. It never does. Yeah. It's a clue. You're going to be back in like a couple of months. Yeah. Especially knowing it doesn't stick. Yeah. That was like the whole promise of the Krakoa year. It's like death is off the table. You don't have to worry about your favorites dying for shock value anymore. We're going to find other ways to raise the stakes and create interesting conflict. And now we're just kind of right back to where we were before that, like pre-2019. It's like, okay, like people can die, you know, they can stay dead, sort of. Um, and it is a very human thing, like, obviously, like, you know, your favorite char- characters are in peril. You have a visceral reaction to them dying. Um, and the fact that we're still talking about that Nimrod page two months later speaks to its power, even if, you know, it feels kind of like a gross ploy. Um, it's effect- It's effective, even if you think it's cheap. Yes. It's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shock value also, because uh, I'm thinking about other books where this might be more of a thing. And Brandy, I totally agree with your point that like mutants and death it has overclocked. I think death as shock value overclocks with mutants a little bit. Then there are other books, I think, that do shock value just as much, but are more varied. Uh, and the first book that came to my head was like Carnage. Every time you read a Carnage book, something. <gasps> oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. More teeth, more tendrils. Not who you thought it was, a child. I, I find Carnage books totally exhausting, purely because I just don't like Carnage as a character. But that, I looked at that and I was like, they do shock value all the time too. It's just not always death. And there's a whole, there's a fuckload of death too. Right. Um, but I'm like, where else is there? And there was a while where depowering was the big shock value. Yeah, they do that with Storm every other year. Right, but that's like no one wants to read. Yeah, that. but I'm like, is there is there is there any time that you can think of where they've used shock value in a positive way? What's the positive shock value that we've got? I mean, I see the. I think the terraforming. I think of like planet size, like because we talk about shock value, but it doesn't necessarily just have to be a bad thing. And I'm, uh, you know, I want to be as fair as we can be. And it's like, are we are we not? Are we looking past all of the positive shock value that they ramp on us as well? Because they terraformed a fucking planet. They conquered death. They did a lot of shit that was gasp worthy. I think the 180, like everyone has had on Apocalypse, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's not like it's erasing, you know, the heinous things that he has done and believes in, but it adds, I, I like that there's been new layers added to him, especially it's bringing in new characters like Genesis and is bad for children. Um, so I think that's like a good thing. She hates them kids. <laughs> <laughs> she hates everything, but I love her for it. Yeah. Her and Iska, those are two of my favorite, like newer, like characters that have been like introduced. Oh. Iska's a lot of fun, and I, Ash, I think you did make a great point where it's like, you know, does shock value have to be negative? Like, I'm thinking of Iska now, and like, everything they did in X-Men read with her, it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you beat someone whose power is being unbeatable, and the way they actually do it? It's clever, like, I don't know if I would have, at the moment, called it, like, a shock value thing, but it's a huge moment, and they spend, like, a lot of issues building up to it. Yeah, and like, so the other shock value thing I think of is Sins of Sinister. Mm-hmm. And I, yes. uh, I, I actually really liked Sins of Sinister as a story, and that to me was shock value. That is like, okay, fine. What if all the X Men went? And back? I think, yeah, how bad that's can true. We get them, and that's fun to watch. Um, to me though, the shock value of that book is not you know the end where it's like everyone dies, like he wiped out billions of souls. It's the twist reveal where it's like he did all of this over mm-hmm. millennia, and he still loses because someone beat him to it because they were worse than him it's kind of turns your stomach yeah, and it sets up like a bigger conflict. You know, it's like, who is it? How do we beat them? What's the threat going down the road? Cause we haven't even thought about that right now in the fall of X year. We're too focused on Nimrod and Orcus. That's true. And I, I, I'd like, I think also I'd like to di- differentiate between like shock developments mm-hmm. and shock events because shock events, I think are things that happen quickly and shock developments. I think you can still do slow shock. Where we're at right now is- yeah, well, there's quick shock, which is like, you know, Sinister goes to become the, what's it called, mm. the singularity or the, I can't remember. I can't remember what the name is. That's fine. I'll bleep <laughs> that out. I'll pretend I did. Like, but he's going up and he realizes someone's up there. And when he hits it, that's the yeah. moment. But then there's also like the sort of slower, gross things of watching, for example, how Exodus warps over millennia to watch how Emma goes from what we know into this grotesque sort of blood bathing crystal kaiju situation (laughs) and that that was shock value to me as well what do you think of like the slowness i think that was something that i was thinking about prepping for this definitely think of it as like phases because i'm getting into okay what's the payoff because then i'm just like Maybe it's an expectation kind of problem that maybe we have as modern readers, but it's definitely thinking of, is X, Y, and Z going to be worth it? Am I going to enjoy seeing what was the inciting thing to get us to that? So like we were saying, Sins of Sinister, I enjoy seeing the things that were happening, even though it may be distressing. But yeah, it's definitely something I think, okay, like I said, maybe it's just a problem like a reader can have. No, I think that's absolutely right. Because it has to be like it's mean. going somewhere, it's building to something meaningful, or else it's just hollow. It's like, so you killed this character, this mm-hmm. person's going through like trauma, and for what? It's like, you know, we're trusting or hoping that, you know, the trauma of the Hellfire Gala is going somewhere. Like we know it's gonna like go to a good story moment. It's like, okay, and you better make watching these characters get blown apart by Nimrod mean something like in a few months. Like let's see it go somewhere positive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but and that's that's also I, I think it, it took my mind back to Carnage, but it also kind of applies to everyone in comics anyway. Like there's n- nobody makes any 
landmark changes. Like weird, weirdly, I think mutants are probably the most evolved from where they started. But not being able to really change in any landmark stuff does make the shocks. I don't know. Does it tire you out? Because like shock is great, but to your point, it's like I want to see development. Like, oh no, everybody died. Okay, so what's different? And if in three months we're back to the status quo again, then excellent. You've raised up my blood pressure for nothing. Like, where do we, where do we go? I think um, a good example yeah. of like where they do shocking things and shocking like developments is is um, Daredevil. Like, I think they like. I don't think I've ever read like a bad Daredevil like run. Some may be like better than others, but I think because they like they love to like throw trauma at Matt, and I think it doesn't ever turn me off in a way. Because I think they always like rebound like to it. Like even if it like I said, like even if it doesn't land, it still feels like it's good. So I feel like to balance it out, like it could be exhausting that he's always having a crisis of faith or dying or something's happening to X, Y, and Z in his like supporting circle. But it seems like it's like still good in nature. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, like Matt's kind of very much a character sort of designed for that struggle and like rising above and like maybe it's different when it's like one character who can kind of do it versus like a whole people that like kind of represent more to the readers. Like, you know, maybe Matt Murdock means a lot to like certain readers and he represents something, but it's like, he's also, he's one guy. He's not a people. I hear you. Thank you, friends. I'm going to tie us up on our first, I think like mini special. This has been super fun. Yeah. This was thank good. Thank you, everybody. Right, this was a great conversation. I, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Josh. I've been Ash. I've been Josh. I've been Brandy. Yeah, say the names again. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this has been Immortal Alexa Words. Fuck it. We can see. <laughs>